You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. With Piet Serpentine, investment strategist and market analyst at Unum Capital. Piet, what's got your attention in markets at the moment? I think, first of all, investors trying to determine the inflation threat and will keep a close eye on Thursday U.S. consumer price data. Now, this is amid concerns that rising inflation could prompt the Federal Reserve to begin pulling back on stimulus. I think that's a major, major issue. And then also mine stocks looks likely to continue gripping investors' attention after a wild ride last week. And also on top of that, markets will also be monitoring the progress of President Joe Biden's proposed $1.7 trillion infrastructure plan which has already boosted the industrials and material sectors this year. And then on top of that, uh, European Central Bank is to meet on Thursday and may also discuss tapering stimulus. And then the UK is to re- release monthly GDP figures amid growing doubts about pushing ahead with the final steps of the government reopening plan of the economy. Yeah, very tentatively uh, into those uh, those final pushes as the last thing you want to do is reopen too quickly and uh, invite in uh, a potential uh, another wave. Now, wh- what's your one big thing that's going to move the market this week? What do you think is going to be that one big event? I think it's definitely the U.S. inflation numbers. Now, to give some background, now all eyes will be on this latest U.S. CPI data, and this is on this Thursday. Now, this is after a much stronger than expected inflation number sparked off a sell-off last month, if, if everybody could remember that. And as many worried rising inflation pressures could force the Fed to begin unwinding stimulus too soon. Now, Friday's U.S. job report indicated that while jobs growth picked up from the previous month, wage growth also accelerated. Now, this could bolster the argument that high inflation may persist rather than being temporary. And this is obviously the current view by the Fed that it's only temporary. But I think the last comment I want to make in, in this regard is inflation reading is one of the last major pieces of the economic data ahead of the next Fed meeting, and that's scheduled on the 15th, 16th of June. And Fed officials will be at the traditional blackout period during this coming week ahead of that meeting. Now, what's a blackout period? That is when staff of the Fed will not be speaking publicly. Well, I mean, that Fed meeting takes place when I'm taking my own little blackout period. I'm going to be in the middle of uh, the Kruger National Park next week, so sadly we'll be missing that one. Uh, you referred to meme stocks earlier. Uh, just share a little bit more. For those people who haven't been following what's going on on, on Reddit and our Wall Street bets and Robinhood and all of that, what are memes, meme stocks? Okay, let me let me discuss it a little bit and please bear with me. So this is when a heavily shorted stock suddenly rises. Now, this is mostly driven by the fear of missing out. Everybody is uh, familiar with FOMO and also retail online trading platforms like Robinhood. Now, the cinema operator AMC, now the code for this stock is also AMC, jumped almost 15% on Monday. And that's up over 100% over the past five trading sessions. Now, this wild ride of mine stocks looks set to continue. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, traders spent $11.6 billion on option contracts tied to AMC. Now, to give a little bit perspective here, that's more than the options on the S&P 500 ETF, the Nasdaq, QQ ETF, and Tesla combined. Wow. So it's just, you know, it's absolutely insane. 
Now, AMC has been at the center of a fresh wave of buying by retail investors who hype the stock on platforms such as Reddit's Wall Street Bets. You can see now names coming out that we are a little bit more familiar with. Now, breathing new life into this phenomenon that began with January's move of over a 1,600% gain in, in gain stop. Now, the code for that one is GME. Now, I'm almost done. AMC, which was on the brink of bankruptcy not long ago, on last Thursday completed its second share offering in three days, cashing in nearly 400% surge in its share price since <laughs> mid-May. So it's absolutely just insane. But most analysts say that the scale of this rally is out of line with AMC's fundamental and high valuations on mine stocks, namely, are unlikely to last. You know, that's yeah. almost a no-brainer. And now also interesting, BlackBerry's US listing, when lived your last year about BlackBerry, is now up almost 50, uh, 57% since the start of June. So my, advice, huh. <laughs> so my advice, stay away, or if you must play, Oof, wow. I mean, if you are going to play in this, uh, I think you really could get seriously, seriously burned. But as you say, if you feel you're nimble enough, then uh, then go on. Play around uh, with the, the retail traders uh, who are uh, largely on forums like uh, Reddit's Wall Street Bets. And uh, you see some of these moves and you think you can make a fortune overnight. But with some of the gearing that's going on, you can also lose a fortune and more. And uh, I mean, if uh, if you just look at what uh, what's going on with AMC, I mean, surely there is uh, not a fundamental case to be made for a 400% surge in its share price considering what's happened uh, with COVID. Uh, and I don't blame the management for uh, for buttering the popcorn while it's popping and going to market uh, and, and taking advantage of all of this. When we look at company earnings, very little going on. It seems to be a very quiet period. Absolutely. There's very little in terms of earnings out this week. However, uh, there are a few companies that, especially uh, in the IPO uh, companies, but, but, but most notably earnings releases this week is Stitch, RWS Holdings, CART, uh, HLMA, OtoWeb, TED, QE, and then also the renowned GameStop that, we, that I mentioned earlier, and then lastly, Wine. GME and wine. Wine is an interesting one. I could do with a bit of wine. Uh, but wait, it's only Tuesday. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, you see, I, I, I think I'm on holiday already. Uh, Piet, g give us an ETF to add to the portfolio and to have a look at. Uh, it's called the IQH Events Driven Tracker ETF. Now, it's a long word. Now, the code for that is QED. Now, this is for our listeners that wanting to add some alternative investments to the offshore portfolio. Now, to give some background to this very interesting ETF, now, this ETF seeks to replicate the risk-adjusted return characteristics of hedge funds pursuing an event-driven strategy. So, it's a mouthful, but this fund does not invest in hedge funds, and the index does not include any hedge funds as a part of, the, you know, of this ETF. So, in short, this fund is not, or this ETF is not suitable for all investors. I, I, lo I love the code yeah. for it though, QED, uh, the Latin for what was to be shown. I, I think that was intentional. <laughs> I think absolutely. So just to, to also highlight the event-driven strategy refers to investment strategy in which an institutional investor tends to profit from stock mispricing that may occur during or after a corporate event. So now also interesting, the largest holding in this 
uh, ETF is the Vanguard Short-Term Corporate Bond Fund. And I think it's around sitting around 33%. But I'm reiterating, this is not suitable for every investor. Yeah, the IQ Hedge Event-Driven Tracker ETF, the code for that, QED. Uh, turning to commodities now, where do you think Brent is heading over the short term? Now, also to give some background there, all prices extended their losses today, I think just on profit-taking and stronger U.S. dollar. But overall, optimism about strong demand recovery uh, is obviously keeping a flow on, on these prices. However, the price action is an overbought territory. So now this increases the probability for a temporary correction. Now, I will say below $72.25, a bearish trend is applicable. Downside target around perhaps 66, 65, uh, 95, it's or 2%. You can see very little downside potential. But interesting enough, this is at the lower range of the linear regression channel over the last 200 days. Now, stop loss around 72.35, I will say, in the event that the price action is going north. Now, the price action, as I've highlighted, is, might be only in a temporary correction from this overbought territory. But if you need to ask me, I will place a conviction about, let's call it 25% sell at this uh, price action might uh, unfold as expected. Pietro Finte, market analyst and strategist at Unum Capital with your trip offshore this week here on Classic Business.